This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Greetings everyone and welcome to another podcast Today I'm with a new friend called Alexander Keenan Welcome Alex Thank you Thank you so much. So right now we're sat underneath an old school silo um, outside of an old chicken coop, I believe, on a beautiful piece of land in Portugal. And we've been attending what is called Rebuild, which is a community visioning, dreaming space. Five days coming together with a group of like-minded souls. And Alexander and I met online, actually, through a beautiful network called GaiaNet, which we will be talking a lot about today I'm really inviting you to explore that field and also where we are now has all been about let's say regenerative culture it's been about permaculture it's been about you know what does creating new earth systems new earth uh, cities villages communities really look like who's really doing it and where is the focus being put on in essence do you want to add anything to that Alex um, not really, that's really what it's about, about building a regenerative civilization and all these elements are part of it, to come to a new integrated system, a model for where humanity and Mother Earth thrive as one holistic system. Exactly, yeah. And we just, uh, recent, we just recorded another podcast uh, together with another beautiful being that we met here. And you may be able to catch that one. But we're going to dive in now. And as you all know, so my passion is about transparency. My passion is about you know, going into the taboos of our time, which are, you know, death, truth, sex, love, and power. And sometimes people say to me, oh, power, they can kind of understand. Love is like love. Why is love a taboo? Well, you know, we don't talk, still people don't talk openly about love, about love of themselves. People don't talk openly about death, about truth, about, you know, these are all big taboos, especially where we're at right now. We're sat here in 2021 and, you know, with everything that's been going on in the world, what are the solutions that really move us out of an old system that we know is crumbling? It's dying. The old system died many, many years ago. And now we're in the transition of that. Charles Eisenstein, other great, great, great thinkers, uh, philosophers, visionaries, um, sages, uh, those that have prophesied for many, many years have said that this would be a time of great transformation. There's a wonderful saying, Alex, which is... Um, you know, when we talk about um, the apocalypse that so many people are scared of, apocalypse, when you look at the origin of the word, means the unveiling, to unveil. So what we're going through right now, I think you and I will both agree on this, but I have been for the last past 10 years or more, is that great unveiling is becoming more and more apparent. It's hitting more and more people. Everyone's questioning, who am I? What am I? What's really going on? And then the solutions that are emerging out of that is really what you and I are about, no? Rather than just getting stuck on social media, Facebook, and going, oh, it's this, it's this, oh, this person should change, that person should change. No. We do the inner work, we do the transformation, and then the outer transforms with us because actually the outer is already a dream, the outer is already a beautiful, you know, wondrous, abundant place, right? But we've just not been in that focus. So please drop in, Alex, a little, a little, you can speak to anything I've just shared, but maybe just a, a little backstory for the listeners um, of maybe what brought you into your own personal transformation into a more aware state, and then, and then you can weave that into. 
yeah, how you're living right now and what's happening. Yeah, of course. Um, I grew up in a small town village. So I grew up uh, inside the system with the full board of programming happening all the time. Everybody in the village was like living in the traditional way and I didn't even know there's another way. Of course, I saw, heard some things about alternative people, but it was just too far out of my awareness. Um, then things really changed. There was a big shift in my life when I was 23. I had just graduated from university and uh, moved to Prague, Czech Republic, on an adventure for experience abroad. And there, within a few weeks after arriving, I got in touch with uh, my first self-help book. Um, until then, I didn't know self-help books b exist. I knew there's uh, school books. I tried to stay away from those as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Cookbooks, comics, uh, novels. I didn't know there's books to improve yourself and there's like how to learn a specific skill books. Um, the book that got into my hands was very relevant at the time. It was about a topic that I cared a lot uh, about. And it was about a topic that I knew I could grow and improve in. So my first self-help book was called The Mystery Method. The Nine Steps to Getting Beautiful Women into Bed. <laughs> which, is, which is an important topic right now and always. I heard about that mystery method. Tell us, yeah. How did that hit you? Well, the, the main thing about it is that I realized this is something that I want to be good at. Um, I'd been going out to bars for like seven years, you know, with my friends and in the beginning not as much, but let's say as of age 17, 18, always like open to meet nice girls and but I didn't know how to go about that. Mm. So after six, seven years of not really, yeah, struggle, I could call it that. I, I didn't make a big problem out of it, I was anyway having a good time, but yeah, that wish was there. And I realized after only reading a few pages that this guy definitely understood it a lot better than I did. And so not only did I read that book and work with what it suggests, but I also made a deeper click there, recognizing that this must be true for every topic in the world, which means that I can literally do and become anything I want to as long as I understand what my challenges are I find the experts find their work and I'm willing to work with it to actually implement what they say experience it try things out and as soon as that quarter dropped in my mind as soon as I made that click yeah, the, the way I went about my days changed every spare minute I had, which added up to hours per day. I was, I was reading, I was listening to podcasts, audiobooks. I was just studying, 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 and it became so addictive because I noticed that with everything I learned and applied in practice, I grew a little bit. I started to see results. I had nicer conversations with girls. I felt more confident stepping into unknown situations. And I noticed that there was also a a ripple effect into my professional life. Mm. Giving presentations, having conversations with uh, team members, uh, being social with colleagues. It all started to flow much more effortlessly. And so from that moment, learning became a priority. I realized if I focus today and in every moment 
first about on what's going on and what I, what I can learn. And secondly, on how productive I am, then I will accomplish much more in my life than if I focus on being productive first. Because if I learn more today, I will produce more tomorrow. So that set off an endless chain of small learnings and a few leap jumps over the past 13 and a half years, which has gotten me closer and closer to that sweet spot of what I am really designed for and what I'm really here to do. Wonderful. Yeah. Continue. Weave that in. And also weave that in <clears throat> if there's any sort of key moments or epiphany moments that also started to change your awareness and to become more awake. Yeah. I'll highlight a few of those uh, big shifts. And um, maybe just for the listeners, they might want to know if... I know you said it helped you with more communicating the mystery method, but did it did it help you to actually, uh, yeah, attract a woman that you really wanted to connect with and desire? Um, I would say this really opened the door to be to uh, developing great social skills. Right. This got me to a point where I can step into any situation and feel comfortable, comfortable. knowing that I can connect with any person in there just because I trained that yeah. now especially with what I know now about relationships um, which which is about much deeper layers of intimacy and communication and partnership and sovereignty um, those topics weren't covered in the book exactly I'm so happy you brought that up because that's a that's a real key point because I know many men that kind of found that book and thought yeah it's going to really help me but it's still kind of a little bit superficial in terms of how it wants to connect because it's kind of a kind of one goal agenda right it's like how can I just get more what, women yeah what, what it helped me accomplish is uh, uh, create an, an excel document with many lines in there right <laughs> With, with a girl's names, contact details, what we talked about, uh, ratings, about like how good we vibe together, how she looked. And like a database of connections. It was my first CRM system, essentially. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating that actually from that book, you know, we have to give credit where credit's due. It's just from that book. But your mind seemed to be open to something much greater anyway, because you really extrapolated the the positive and the benefit out of that teaching. So that was amazing. We don't have to stay on this. I'm, I'm happy for you just to weave wherever you want to. Yeah, no, all good. Uh, and I just want to emphasize that this is just where it started. Yeah, exactly. This was the hook where I went from fixed mindset to growth mindset. Right. And that was massive. After that, I read a couple more books on this topic and I, f I followed some other people, but it also opened the door to Tony Robbins, Stephen Covey, Brian Tracy, uh, lots of my professional challenges that I was facing um, also led me to find authors who write about that and apply it. So I started to study leadership, management, psychology, communication, really become an all-rounder like that. Um, I think in the past uh, 13 and a half years, probably read over a thousand books on such topics. And right now I'm just an accumulated database of tools and techniques that I can apply. but. Most importantly, I learned that it's all about the inner game. So much of what this particular book describes about what attracts women, um, in the book they're presented as strategies, but in reality they are symptoms of being a healthy, masculine, emotionally mature man. 
and women recognize that and feel uh, safe and interested and, and that's why it's attractive so when I made that click I started to focus more on my inner world how do I talk to myself what do I believe and um, I think that's really the essence of it yeah wonderful beautiful okay thank you yeah continue I mean I just I'm just happy for you to share I, I, I know that the listeners and your journey is going to be very inspiring so yeah just where where you feel you want to drop in whatever feels alive yeah. right now I'll, well, I'll highlight a few um, leap jumps yes. in my personal development where I feel I made a huge step because of one specific thing and then I'll lead into uh, Guyanet yes because lovely. with Guyanet I feel I'm really in that sweet spot that I've been searching for for 13 and a half years where yes. I can use my strengths, I feel good, I work on something meaningful, purposeful, and I surround myself with ever more beautiful people. Exactly. And then we can talk about the vision of that and, and you know, the potential. Exactly. Um, in a personal development journey, there is one book that really stood out. Um, it was um, David R. Hawkins' book called Power Versus Force. And he displayed the map of consciousness so 17 consciousness levels um, that basically sum up the human experience and in my mind it worked as a map for my own personal development and as i looked at the ladder i started to recognize also my own development over the years before he starts at the bottom with guilt shame fear you know people who live in guilt shame fear they they live in a very small world. It's dark, it's small, there's a lot of fear. There's almost very little uh, energy there. And as you raise on that, on that map of consciousness, there's more and more energy. Um, I learned there that there are two big thresholds. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to briefly go through the ladder. Do you think that's interesting? Yeah, go through the ladder. Yeah, and then also weave it in with some some of your own personal shift into that. Yeah. You know, like how it how it hit you how it hit you personally. That would be lovely to see how that yeah impacted. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so guilt, shame, fear. You know, they're at the bottom of the ladder. And you see a development when when people move from fear to desire. There's yeah. In, instead of protecting. Your safety, you move, you move towards moving towards expand expansion in a way, but it's still it's, you still come from a, a fearful place. You know, there's not the trust that whatever you need will, come, will flow to you. For mm -hmm. example, um, there's desire. At some point, there's also anger. And when you dare to aggressively go for what you desire, it's still destructive. But there's more energy than when you're in guilt and shame, where you basically crawl up in a corner mentally, emotionally, and hope you don't, don't exist at all. Um, this builds up to a point where you get to pride. Pride is such an interesting emotion. Um, and I recognize I was there. I was there when I, um, also, also in the personal development space, you know, be, before I reached the level of pride, I, uh, I was still in that, uh, let's say, desire. Uh, I want the, this and these things. And then when I, started to become better at it there was this prideful feeling and uh, and that that is about you feel you have status you know and that gives a certain safety 
but there's still a lot of ego and underlying fear involved. So one... It's like a mask, it's a cover. It's a cover. Yeah. It's like you, you pretend to be to yourself and others to, to, to be a strong, like almost king of the world, right. but you forget that it's in one little bubble and that there's so much out there that you don't know shit about. Mm. Um, the big shift comes when you move from pride to full personal responsibility. So from pride to responsibility, that means that you, um, that you understand that everything in your life is a result of your own actions and behaviors. And if you go deeper, your own thoughts and emotions. Once that happens, you stop blaming other people. You stop looking for external circumstances to improve your situation. You take everything in your own hands. That was massive for me. That was the first big shift. Mm. And what did you notice there in terms of who, we, who, who did you uncover that you were blaming at that point? Or and where was you projecting out before you realized that, you know, in, in this kind of feeling that you're, you know, on top of your game, king of the world or whatever? Can you remember? Was there any particular like moments where you're like, oh, I can like let that go now. I don't need to blame these people or blame the state or whatever. If I really look back, I, I don't recognize that I've been in much blaming in my life. I, especially with what I know now about myself, I have this deeply rooted, I don't know, sense of positivity, sense of lightness. Um, it must have played in, on some levels, uh, but not a concrete example comes to mind. Mm -hmm. What I mostly remember is that with taking the personal responsibility came, it was, on the one hand it was scary, but in the sense of exciting. And on the other hand, it was liberating because now I was in control. But I also knew there, there was work to do. I think... You know, one of the things in the book was about field testing. Um, the author of the mystery method, he wrote that when he thinks of a new, for example, conversation starter, a way to open up a conversation with somebody he might potentially like, he would just go out into the bar or the street and try it out with 10, 20 random women. And when I first read that, like I felt like this brick dropping in my stomach. <laughs> Am I gonna have to do that? talk to what strangers and try that out what what if they say this what if this what if this so so all these thoughts came up and underlying there was this deep knowingness that if I don't go out there and experiment and do this I'll be stuck forever mm. and that's not what I want for my life for me life is magical I have I refuse to take for granted that we are here in this wonderful what spacesuit body that we somehow landed in, in this magical surroundings, this planet. I refuse to take that for granted. And I promise myself magic in my life. And from a young age that happened? You had a mentality like that from like real young? Or, I, or are just curious? Because yeah. people might go, yeah, it sounds lovely and it's a nice way and it's all positive. But like, you know, was it, was it just because you had a foundation for that or... Did you, did you also rewire yourself into that? It's a combination of both. As a child, I did a lot of thinking about how life would be and what I want and where things are going. And uh, yeah, that sense of magic has always been inside of me. Um, 
but then there's also the element of, uh, of of really starting to do it and understanding how it works and indeed uh, understanding the rewiring is a massive part of it so those factors together I made sure that I always have that, that fire that willingness to grow every day again and again yeah because we, when we're younger we have the the kind of connection to magic awe and bliss right from a young age because we we play in our own imaginations we're in a different brain state and you know we connect to the the, the world in you know, very playful miraculous ways and then we we, we kind of lose that at some point when we start to when they say don't they around seven eight nine we start to adopt the ego even more and the identification and then we start to take things more seriously and we want to learn different things which is all part of the process neither right nor wrong and then there's that sense of reconnecting what is what it seems like at certain points with this wonder, with this awe, with like you said, not taking life for granted, acknowledging ourselves and, and starting to look deeper within. And then we connect more to that play, playful state of, of wonder, right? Of like, wow, look how wondrous this life is. Look at this dragonfly, look at the ants on the floor. You know, you start to really see the wonder in everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I recognized that before I moved there, I was more in the pride area. I knew how to be in my own social circle. I, I knew how to play the verbal game and like the, the, like stay on, on top, let's say, yeah. in the social status structure of those circles. And moving to Prague, starting to grow, that was really a shift to personal responsibility, you know? like. Starting to experiment, understanding it's all about this inner world, the programming in here, the choices I make. So that, that was a big shift. And from there I landed in an, in an area of neutrality. Now, I, I started to understand, you know, I was about I don't know, 24, 25 and I realized looking back at my life, everything had either been successful or if there was a challenge, I solved it. And I was alive and had great people around me. And so there something landed that whatever happens, I'll probably be fine. Mm. A deeper confidence in myself that just based on previous results, I'll probably be able to deal with whatever comes up. So that created a space of, of neutrality, a sense of calmness that I hadn't experienced before. From that neutrality arose a lot of positivity, optimism. So that's the next level on that ladder, understanding that, okay, not only can I solve whatever comes my way, I can also probably be successful in what I want to move towards. From that came a lot of activity as I started some businesses, side projects, you know, doing a lot of things. Um, and that, that is the moment I discovered this ladder of consciousness. So in that moment I was reading it and I was looking back, understanding, hey, I was in pride when I moved from the Netherlands and then in Prague I learned personal responsibility and a neutrality. Now I'm doing all these projects, that's typical the optimism phase. So where my mind then goes is, what's the next level? Mm. <laughs> what's next on this ladder? And that's another big threshold. Also the author David Hawkins, he says in these 17 steps there are two big thresholds. The one is towards taking full personal responsibility and that's now the invitation to the entire world. Right. If the people of the world make this shift, we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. The second big one, and that was the next level for me on the ladder, is that of full acceptance. Which is about recognizing and understanding that things outside of yourself 
they may not always be the way you would like to see them. And they probably aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, always. <laughs> People will probably not always say the thing you would like them to say, for example. Or display the behavior you would like to, them to display. So I started to train myself for acceptance. I still did it in a very mental way. It was just on the forefront of my mind all day, every day. At that time, I was living in Belgium, Brussels, work, yeah, working in a new place. And I remember whenever something would happen that would frustrate or annoy me, I would, I would tell myself, accept, accept it, accept it. Even though, how, no matter how angry I was, you know, I, I walk into a room, there's a table in an unexpected space space i hit my knee it hurts like hell fucking table oh no wait except <laughs> what really happened here what really happened is that there's just a table in the space i entered and i didn't pay attention for responsibility exactly so exactly yeah. you, um and that way i train myself to accept whatever happens accept whatever circumstances and i realized the power in that mm -hmm. uh, but you only realize it once you start to get there is that acceptance is about looking past our judgments i may see someone and project an opinion about that person and and thereby not accept them for who they are and thereby not f looking for that real connection a real intimacy with them which you talk about a lot as well and I realized that on the other side of acceptance is a whole world of positivity. Mm. Because now that I can see past that one thing that I don't like, the door is open to discover 20, 30, 40 magical things about that person or about that thing. After acceptance, uh, you can continue to grow, like there's, there's reason and then there's living in love, which is also about... One of my favorites. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, my my the biggest shift in the past uh, let's say uh, w yeah one two years but two years ago it was a mentor was staying at my place john christian 71 years old um, he was very famous in the 70s a singer but he was also always on a spiritual path with masters and gurus and so he walked at his very fine line between letting your ego get carried away in that fake world where the, the record label says we'll give you anything as long as you show up where we ask you to be <laughs> and staying true to yourself and these spiritual truths and who you really are and when he was staying at my place he asked me a question that really stuck with me and that that really caused a, a switch and the question was well at first he asked can i ask you a question said yes so I knew something serious was coming <laughs> he asked me why are you afraid to feel mm. so I said what do you mean like how, why why do you think so or what do you know it's just I could see it by the way you move from the moment we greeted at the airport <laughs> you move like a bit robotic a bit stiff <laughs> yeah don't challenge me like that afraid to feel fuck you I'm gone now I'm gonna feel every day all day whenever i have the chance <laughs> there was a switch i made and i made feeling a practice i made feeling a verb if i would have a spare minute because i'm waiting for something i would switch my attention inward and start to feel what's happening in this inner verse and and you recognize a lot is happening in there so that was a starting point that got me to sink from my mind into my body 
I think that's also what the shift from reason to love is about. Reason is still very much in the mental, and then when you switch to love, it, it, it's a switch in who is in charge. Mm. When your heart and your intuitive intelligence of the moment are in charge, you know, the present moment is all that exists anyway, you can flow with what really is, instead of work with mental models that you've projected about what is the reality and where, you, where you, are you moving. Right, and the mental is often either projecting into the future or connecting to the past in some way of a memory, right? But when we drop into the body and drop into feeling, as you say, you can only feel in the present moment. It brings you instantly into the present moment, just like breathing. <clears throat> when we stop and take an intentional breath, maybe that's a nice time. Let's do a little breath for the people listening. I like to just bring that in sometimes. So for everyone listening, we love uh, intentional breathing here and just being present. And if we were on a live call now in Guyanet or something, we sometimes pause and maybe get up and shake or dance or yeah, whatever. So it's maybe a nice place because I like how Alex is w woven in this connection to love. As many of you know, that's really a big, uh, a big topic of everything that I share, this love, this self-love. And, and I love how Alex w is woven in this, just being in the present moment. So I invite you just to, wherever you are, if you're not driving, just take a, take a pause and uh, take a nice deep breath in. <sighs> just release. You can release with a, a sigh or a sound if you're in a space where you, you feel comfortable to do that. So, and we're gonna just do a, two, two rounds just today, just for a small pose. So we're gonna take a, a deep breath in through the mouth and then out the mouth and then in through the nose and out the nose and that's one round okay so we're going to do two rounds i mean me and alex will do that so you can actually if you're with us you're going to breathe with us okay so first one in through the mouth in through the nose And that's one round. We do that again. In through the mouth. And in through the nose. Beautiful. So just pausing, just taking a breath wherever you are in your day, whatever's going on. Can be a really beautiful way to drop into the present moment, as Alex just said. So, yeah, so please, yeah, continue, Alex. So, like, kind of maybe weave that in. I don't know if there's another level, but I love how you've woven that in. And I'd love to know, maybe before you do, maybe this could be a good transition point as well into Guyanet if it feels aligned to you. But please summarize if you need to. Um, and also maybe just how you're, maybe we can just share how we're both feeling in this moment right now, just to drop into that space that you've invited. How are you feeling now? It's miraculous what a few simple breaths can do. I feel 20, 30% calmer than before those couple of breaths. Present and more aware of what's happening inside my body. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I feel um, something happened for me was just lovely to drop in with you, of course. 
normally we're online doing this, so it's nice to do it together, right? And also, my, my, my sound heightened, actually. Kind of the peripheral sound heightened as we just did that breath. Became more aware of the buzzing of the bees and some sounds around us. I heard the van. And, and, and also, I don't know if you noticed, but maybe, I'm sure it was there before, but I'm feeling the wind more in my body. Mm. So I feel like I've really just, you know, taken a moment to drop even more present with you. So, yeah, beautiful. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, please continue. I will, I will first highlight two more yes. big shifts in the development cycle um, and then make the bridge to Gaianet. Magic. Because Gaianet is really where we, we take all of these learnings and now we're going to do something with it. Wonderful. Uh, there's enough talking going on everywhere. If we really want this more beautiful world, then we need to roll up our sleeves and start moving, mm. put things into practice. So that's what Gaianet is really about. Mm-hmm. Um, a big influence in my life uh, came from Michael Singer's book as well, The Surrender Experiment. Mm-hmm. It resonated so much. I read it around October 2018. Page Turner, I finished it in one and a half days. And it tells the story of Michael Singer's life over a period of about 30 years, where as a student, he, he got in touch uh, with Yogananda's teachings, meditation, spirituality. He started to see through the bullshit that is uh, going on in the world and basically just wanted to meditate. And uh, yeah, that's a space where he felt best. But he said, and he, he learned that from his uh, teacher, you are here with a purpose. And sometimes the universe asks you to be in a certain place or to do a certain thing. So that was his his um, promise to himself. Meditate as much as possible, but when I'm asked to be somewhere, do something, either by the universe or my, his body showing inspiration, then he's gonna do it. Now, 30 years later, and this is how the story begins, he's flying in a helicopter as a CEO of a billion dollar plus software company. Now, how did that happen? From somebody who only wants to meditate in the woods. Not only that, huge community living around him and beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This is not a spoiler, this is how the book begins. <laughs> it's about how all of this came about. So this helped me really understand, because he shared his practical stories, how this works. You know, for example, he described that at one point he's uh, visiting a city and he wants to go for some food and he, he wants his body to guide him to the right place. Which meant that, uh, I don't know which town it was he was visiting, I think something like Chicago. He, he was just, he was driving around, looking for the right place. He didn't find it. He was driving around for 20, 30 minutes, where most people would just pick a place, eat and move on, because then they can tick off that box on their checklist. Eh? Eating, done. Um, he, he kept driving around, and then at some point he got out, and he started to walk, and suddenly his attention was drawn by a little restaurant that was uh, on the around the corner from a bigger street. And uh, there was a sign outside saying uh, there's uh, delicious, uh, I think, vegan or vegetarian food there, which was rare in those days. And that's where I felt, yes, this is the place where I need to be. So he walks in, goes downstairs into the restaurant, and over there he, uh, he meets the waiter. And the waiter comes to his table, asks, oh, good evening, sir. Um, would you like uh, to eat something? And they look at each other. 
it turns out they know each other from 10, 20 years ago. And, and from that connection, all kinds of new activities spiral. So he was meant to be there. It was orchestrated by the universe. But, but this could only happen because he listened so well to his body's intuitive intelligence, mm. which is not about reasoning where to go or why, uh, listing the benefits and the disadvantages of each restaurant. It's simply about hearing the yes or no inside of him. Truth or falsehood, that's all that exists. And so that really inspired me. One January 2019, I was writing my goals for that year and after I was done, I did not feel excited. This was the mind at work. I knew I can now focus the whole year, work uh, focused towards these goals. It didn't excite me. Mm. And, and so I just, I, uh, I fumbled up the paper and threw it in a corner and I took a new one and wrote there my goal for the year. One word, surrender. <laughs> I was done with it. I've been struggling, working so hard to, mm. to grow, to accomplish, to achieve also in my own business as a freelancer. I know I can do it. I know I have all the power, the knowledge, the willingness to learn inside of me. But somehow it wasn't working out. And it was struggle. It was force. It was force. Yeah. It was a mental projection towards the future and then working my way through and thereby fixating myself on one specific path, blocking the thousands, millions potential alternative yes. paths Beautiful. out of my awareness mm. since I decided to surrender and what what that means for me is surrender my my thoughts understanding that a thought is not by definition true a thought is just a spark going off in your brain based on all kinds of programming and impressions from the past um, whenever I'm thinking about the future or the past and it's not inspiring and giving me doubt whatever insecurity I just drop it I don't go with it anymore or have the discussion with myself about whether my fearful thought is right or not no that's not how it works poof let it go step into the now things are gonna be fine mm. so far I solved everything and I will again so that underlying belief that things are really gonna be fine I like that and I like the fact that you mentioned surrendering the thought I don't know if I've heard that fully because that's really beautiful. Because as we know, yeah, just because you have a thought does not mean it's true, which is a, a great teaching. But then that allows you just to actually witness them going past and yeah, surrendering to them, not needing to follow them. Exactly. The, the fact that your body generates a thought, your brain generates a thought, doesn't mean that that is this moment your highest priority to deal with. Right. And where focus goes, energy flows, as everyone listening hears me say probably numerous times. And, and so I get to, I, the one, the witness, the awareness is deciding which thought or feeling wants to have focus on, right? And when we put the focus on that, it starts to manifest and become our reality. And that's really coming back to sovereignty and self-responsibility. It's like, actually, which thoughts am I giving life today? Which I love that Joe Dispenza brought to my awareness some years ago, this idea of like, if you truly believe that thoughts create reality, because he asked a question in the audience, like who believes thoughts create reality? You know, thought can manifest form. And you know, everybody puts their hand up. And it's like, okay, so if you really truly believe that, who woke up this morning and as soon as you woke up in the morning decided which thought you would give life to? And you know, pretty much all the hands don't yeah. stay up because that sharpness of awareness that, oh, actually, from the minute I wake up, I'm plugging into 
uh, awareness consciousness as opposed to just running with the thoughts of like oh it's too late the alarm's gone off it's dark i'm cold uh, i don't feel i don't feel you know whatever so yeah anyway just wanted to throw that in there yeah big personal responsibility responsibility yeah. over your thoughts exactly and how you work with them yes um, so you surrender to the thoughts yeah carry on lovely yeah and uh, a lot has happened since then there was one january 2019 in that moment i was married living in a house i bought in the netherlands with my wife at the time in an ivf program trying to have a baby and two years later two years of surrendering and being honest about what i feel and following my path there i am single yeah and how long were you together again with this with this partner um married three years and together for eight in yeah total. exactly so then go and carry on the surrender experiment helped me be more true to my own feelings and and so partly make that tough decision the most difficult thing i ever did look the woman i love into the eyes and saying i want a divorce this is not good for us and i don't see i don't see perspective anymore very difficult but also the best decision of my life that was 2019 it was 2019 and then two years later 2021 there i am i sold my home single now i'm staying in brazil in that moment no longer working on any of the businesses I was working on 2019, no, working on Guyanet, um, working on serving the, the highest good, the greater collective, really following my purpose, being surrounded by people so much more authentic and real and, and genuinely concerned with my success, wellness and safety. People that lift me up, inspire me, encourage me, and also learn to keep their ego in check. Let their ego no longer disrupt moments where we get to create together. So that's what I mean when I say my life is a hundred times more magical than I thought it could be. Mm. I, s I got off that track that I was explained in elementary school about how life works mm -hmm. and I got on that divine track started to interact with the universe I call it follow the energy when I feel great with people I deepen that relationship mm -hmm. and when people when I see patterns that after hanging out with someone I usually feel I don't know uh, so depleted it, yeah it, yeah, we let the we let the bells. We another pause moment. That's nice. We're going to use it as a pause moment. Me and Alex were laughing earlier because we started our podcast and then the bells of the church went off, and they're going off again now. And it's it's so funny. We were talking about how sometimes these bells can be kind of intrusive because okay, we just have to listen to them. Or in different countries, there can be a chant, and of course, different perspective again of looking at it maybe as a moment of pause. So here we are acceptance you know the, exactly the bells are here it's better to record an episode share all this knowledge yeah. and make it available with the context we have right now yeah so if we wouldn't do it right here right now chances are it, it wouldn't happen or it wouldn't happen until much later yeah and it's so beautiful again that we weave in the context even while the bells are going now in the acceptance of them some people listening may not even hear them sometimes they're just more in our our, our present moment but yeah, I'm loving so far what I'm hearing from you because it really is just this 
a reminder for everyone listening. I hope you're enjoying this uh, conversation today. <clears throat> I'd love to hear from you if you are, and I'd love to hear what nuggets you've picked up so far from what Alex has shared. But I just love this full responsibility that I get to choose how I respond, responsibility, the ability to respond to the bells, to the experience that's happened, to the present moment, to the situation. And then from that ability to respond, I can choose, okay, I can, I can go on to this thing or that thing, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big difference. Yeah. And that's really lovely. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. Carry on, Alex. We're, we're, we've uh, oh we got more bells I, yeah, go, okay. <laughs> I, I think they're starting service or something because it just keeps going this is what i meant this was every sunday morning when yeah. i was still living at my parents place i would be home hung over in bed for a couple like three four hours and then this would happen and i would be awake yeah exactly <laughs> and also i really love how it's woven in now to the to so much of what you shared because we're talking about surrender acceptance and ability to respond um, thinking where to go. Let, let's bring Guyanet in because yeah. Well, actually, I want to yeah. Before you do, because that was lovely. Yeah, I'm noticing a slight distraction that I'm feeling from the bows, but that's fine. So because for 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 everyone listening. That's a big thing that you did. So I just want to I want to pause on that because, you know, I'm sure there's people listening that are in relationships, married, and marriage, just the idea, the concept of marriage is like the bigger agreement, the bigger kind of, you know, oh, I'm in this, you know, I've actually gone through the wedding process, right? That's huge. So that's massive. And then, you know, eight years, as you know, I, I've been in a seven-year relationship. So you've got that eight years of being in a relationship with somebody, dedicating your life and, and so on. To then go, no, actually, I need to be fully step into my truth now. This isn't it. I mean, that's courageous, right? That's a big step. And I'm sure people listening, I hope people listening can take something away from that because you might be in that situation right now in a relationship, in a job, in something that you feel is just not, as Alex described it, this is not the energy is not right. I, I can I can have a whole goal list. I can have a trajectory of where I'm going. But actually, is it is it uh, instilling joy in me, aliveness? Is this really what you know what I want to do with my life? So yeah, I just wanted to repeat that purely for everyone listening back, just to take a moment with that because it's huge what you did. Yeah. And then from 2019, that not only yeah maybe I just want to hear you like why why to Brazil? Like what was it? maybe just that would be nice because you said then it went to Brazil, right? Um, very simply said, because I was invited and my body said yes. Yeah. Um, I was invited by Dan, a good friend and Guyanet co-founder, um, who met a Brazilian lady, fell in love, was going to marry her. So he was going to Brazil and he invited uh, a few of the co-founders to come over and work on the project together from a beautiful village in Brazil, mm. which we'd never heard of. Well, I had just sold my home in the Netherlands. Winter was coming. It was going to be cold, dark and wet for a couple of months. Plus lockdowns were coming. Mm. So for me, also mentally, it was an easy choice to say, okay, let's jump on the plane 
and be in the sunshine for the coming months. Right, and I want to just throw in there for everyone listening as well that I will be recording with, uh, we're going to move into Guyanet now because I know you've heard us like kind of dropping the seed of that and you're like, oh, what is this Guyanet? What's going on? And then we're going to talk about it. But I think it's so lovely to get in context. And even for the Guyanetters that will be listening back to this podcast, I think I'm hoping some of you will really relate to and get to know Alex a little bit more from what he's uh, so beautifully shared today. Um, but I want to say that Dan and Bart, we will be doing a, a little four-way podcast as well with all of us soon. So you'll get to meet those guys too. That will be a, a, a fun uh, conversation. So yeah, lovely. And, and I love that. It's so It's so divine timing from the surrender perspective as well, because you did that just this moment when we, we're all going through this next global uh, shift with the whole, uh, you know, the... I don't know if I want to call it a pandemic, but the, you know what's been happening in the world, the, the transition point, I like to call it, uh, the next stage of the transition. And, and then you got the opportunity to go out to Brazil. And then, yeah, please, let's go from there because that's really you, Dan, and Bart, and, and Guy in it, right? Yeah, well, let's, let's uh, rewind uh, 10 months. 10 months before we went to Brazil was January um, 2020, just before COVID became big. And um, already there, I was in a in a Zoom call mastermind about a, a shift in the world where we move from competition to collaboration. Lovely. Um, where humans function as one team. And in that call, um, I met Bart for the first time. Dan and I had already met because we both organized masterminds for purpose-driven entrepreneurs in the Netherlands. We each organized events. So visitors of our events linked us up. And, you know, since we believe in collaboration, not competition, in the old world, we would have been competitors. Right. In the new world, it's like, whoa, he's doing the same thing as me. Let's talk. I can learn so much from you and vice versa. So that's what happened, you know, when, when we connected, it came by five, six hours, flew by conversation, flow, deep connection, shared vision, shared mission. So we knew, yeah, something's going to happen. And then when COVID hit, March 2020, I realized pretty soon what was happening. It was a couple of days. I figured out, I figured out the backstory. I figured out how it fits into this whole global financial government system that is uh, trying to control its population and I realized the end game has begun this is it this is a global crisis where the the system is in charge of, of wants to take charge of what's going to happen whole new playing field people are going to stay inside when well, the whole world is different so now in this new field that there was an invitation for zero based thinking Le letting go of all the thoughts and plans I had now what am I going to do with a blank sh sheet? And I realized that the most important thing that needed to happen, um, which also matched something I'm good at, is, is collecting people. And um, I realized it's time that we bring team love together, the mm, way I call it. Nice. Through all my travels, I've met amazing people all over the world. I call them diamonds, because they're also rare. And there, there are these people who did the inner work, who come from a place of love, who are always there to, to, to give, support, encourage. I see them as these sparks of light, typically surrounded by darkness, but people still live in fear, in traumas, in programming, in pride. And by connecting those sparks with each other, I knew that's where the magic is really going to be. 
um, solutions for a better world, a regenerative world, um, a world where we all share, where we all win, they already exist. There's genius minds everywhere in the world and everybody can stand on the shoulders of giants, right? And there's internet technology. It's the world is becoming ever more transparent. That's why I'm here sitting with Alex, actually, because when you meet him, he's a, he is a giant, super tall giant right in front of me. Carry on, carry on. Yeah. On Zoom, I look a lot smaller, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and I look a lot bigger. <laughs> Well, actually, I, I expected you to be shorter, but that's because you already <laughs> warned me before that people say you're shorter than expected. <laughs> yeah, I've learned how to preempt it. <laughs> um, let's see, where were we? Well, yeah. that's what I just want to say what you just said, standing on the, the, the shoulders of giants and actually knowing that it's already there and there's been great minds and geniuses that are innovating this wave of what, what we're kind of riding on the back on, right? Yeah. And, and the challenge is in the distribution of all those beautiful ideas and technologies. Because in today's world, to distribute something, you need to be, one, a marketing genius, mm -hmm. and two, have a good marketing budget. Right. Yeah. Uh, two of my main problems. <laughs> and, and it goes for most of the people in Team Love. And so, but by connecting and thereby creating our own distribution network, and also a knowledge network where people can come together, learn, grow, and reach even higher thoughts together. That's where the great value is. And so it was really within one week, I think, after COVID, uh, COVID came to the Netherlands, I had already made up my mind, I felt it in my body, and I started to, um, to find my co-founders. Also there, I didn't make a mental list of which skills I needed. I meditated, felt into my heart, and ask myself, who do I want to go on this journey with? And so Dan and Bart were the first people I invited. Three more people joined, so we started with a core team of six. And I said, it's time to collect team love, and I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna move forward with this. Are you joining? Are you in? Then let's go. If not, uh, we're still good friends. I'm gonna do this, you know? And happily, they jumped on board and it set us up, set us off in this beautiful mission where not only did we enter this whole new earth paradigm and we met hundreds, probably a thousand plus bright minds, beautiful hearts, complete beings who are on that same frequency, working on the same things. We also learned a lot about ourselves in that process. We learned new ways to collaborate, how to work in a team, um, in a holocratic model, you know, when there's no hierarchy or a boss telling you what to do, but where we are all our own boss over our own domain. Yeah, I love this. And we just come together to give each other updates and to ask for what we need. Yeah. Fully trusting each other's ability to, to be there in that space and to be the owner of our own domain. And that's still what you're working with is the basis of GaiaNet? Still is the basis of GaiaNet, um, just like consent-based decision-making. So we a decision is not going through, even if there's, and there's mostly teams of five, if there's a four to one vote, the decision is not passed. We want everybody on board on every decision. So we learned to continuously remove tensions in our conversations. Um, we work proposal-based uh, to drive a discussion forward, to not get stuck in endless conversations. If somebody wants something, you put a proposal on the table, and ask people's, we call it the plus one. 
It's like the, the yes vote. And when somebody's not ready to give a yes vote, that means there's a tension alive in them. It's either their body saying, hmm, something is up, you know, that intuition, or it's the mind saying, I don't understand this part, or I think this is a better way. And by just putting it on the table, not taking things personally, looking at this information objectively, we discovered that in, I would say, 98% of the cases, it takes a small fine-tuning of the idea, which is a general improvement, making it more complete, turning it into an idea that everybody can be say excited yes about, to. say yes to. And now, when every decision along the way is carried by every person, can you imagine what it does with the energy? Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I see it. I felt it in the guy in it too. So. And I want, to, I want to adopt this. I want to learn more of, of, of this and how you do this with the groups that I, I support too. Go on, continue. So, so while building the vision and working on the mission, we've also been learning how to work together, how to communicate and how to lift each other up, which is also about sharing direct feedback, which is also about opening uncomfortable conversations, which is about radical honesty. And so not only have, be, have we been working purposefully and, and, and finding meaning and building this beautiful network and really uh, making an impact on, on humanity, on the world, on the future, also it's been our own personal growth process that's been greater than ever with of each course. other as, a, as our mirrors, learning these whole new levels of communication. Now, right now, looking back at my marriage, we had no fucking clue what we were doing. Mm. In terms of how we communicate, in terms of understanding what it takes to have a healthy long-term relationship, in expressing tensions, addressing those unspoken things beneath the surface, mm. all of that, there wasn't place for it in the relationship. Mm. Knowing what I know now, yeah, no wonder it didn't work out. Yeah, um, yeah that's great insight. And often we need the we need the hindsight in order to then gain the insight, right? That's the that's the thing. Now you have the insight, we can move into foresight because it's like okay, we don't need to re repeat that again because we now have the insight. It it started with an inkling when I was still in the marriage, an inkling that there must be a better way, right? That something is missing, but not really knowing what. Yeah, it was a very little. Yeah, thing. which many people hear that it's the silent voice. I call it. And many, many people do hear that. I had a conversation briefly this morning with a woman in the kitchen and, um, you know, it, it, we were talking about sexuality and, and how many hear that call for, that there's something more, there's something different, there's something that wants to come through me. But often that is um, kind of goes into a, a uh, yeah, a, you could say a wide open space and it's not heard. Right, it's kind of you know, even if it's a little bit hurt, it's it's covered over, it's covered over with distractions or or uncertainty. Like, am I really hearing that? No, no, best not to go there, right? And then what you did is you heard that voice, and it became bigger and louder, and then you, you and moved on it. I did, and looking back, I realized I, sh I should have never gotten into the relationship. I started to recognize it yeah. has just been a series of a thousand forgivenesses of red flags that needed proper investigation right. but but didn't receive it yeah uh, it's not like well, that's, I, mean, I mean even if we just sit with that i mean that's a pause moment right <laughs> because on some level we trust that right we trust that everything's happened exactly the way it's happened for us to be where we are right now right 
yeah, even the bell's going off. <laughs> so, yeah. so, 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 right, um, which are going off more than they normally do go off. I love it. It's so funny. So, um, but what's really wonderful is what you're pointing to is that you, like you're where you are right now and we're talking about Guy and and this next stages and everything that's serendipitously and beautifully have evolved to where you are now. So it's not about changing that. But the insight is that, wow, with what you know now, you know, you wouldn't have potentially put eight years into a relationship because there was red flags popping up. And I think the reason why I'm pausing and repeating that for everyone listening, I like to do this just for the, just for the recap, is that where in your life, in your relationships, whether it be you know, intimate relationships, work relationships, family relationships, where are you staying where you are getting red flags or the little voice popping up where it's not about saying it's wrong or you're wrong. It doesn't matter if it's been eight years, 10 years, 20 years. Where are you not hearing that? and going, actually, let me check in, because maybe this isn't the path for me right now. Because, you know, as you said earlier, not to take anything for granted, but one life in this spacesuit, and let's, uh, let's, claim, our, let's claim our own uh, birthright, which is uh, joy, you know, our highest, our highest love, aliveness, you know, uh, wholeness, and, 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 and doing what gives us, you know, great joy and pleasure. Man, we, we are set up for infinite abundance the, the the divine design is so beautiful the way this universe is designed call it call it god the great architect the way you design it is really you only need to do what feels great like the path of the least resistance is also the path of the highest joy and the highest value right creation. right right which is reverse now we're getting excited that tingles on my body right because that is the reverse of what we've been taught right I love what you said the divine um, architect and then isn't that so wonderful when I say things like less is more or um, you know the, as that woman said yesterday the highest form of simplicity is the highest form of sophistication because what you're saying the path of least resistance is also a simpler path but the, the egoic mind has made everything so damn serious and complicated and it shouldn't be easy and how can you just meet up with a couple of brothers and, and it all flow and then you have a you know you have a village and a city how can it how can it be that easy so, so here now, if you want to live your most beautiful life, recognize this path of least resistance, highest joy, highest value creation. That means that anything that is not that, which is probably your life right now, needs work. Yeah. And or so, needs to be let go of as well, right? Yeah. Or something well, might need to be let go of like you did. Well, you, you, you spoke about uh, where in your life are you not hearing that voice? I, w- I want to make a slight adjustment because I believe... You're hearing the voice, but you're not listening to it. Beautiful. That reminds me of that classic, uh, that classic movie, right? Where he goes, "Are you, are you listening? Are you listening to Jimi Hendrix?" And he's like, "No, no. Are you hearing Jimi Hendrix?" I can't remember the name of the movie now, but it was. Uh, I always remember that because yeah. there's a big difference. Thank yeah. you for that yeah. distinction. Yeah, and and then taking action on it, and and not making it too difficult. The action is having an honest conversation. That's it. Mm, my passion, transparent communication. You're inspiring me right now to check in with myself because I have my fingers and toes in a lot of different things and there's certain things that maybe are not a full yes in my am I really hearing, right? And they need to be they need to be surrendered to so I can welcome in the path of least resistance. Exactly. Exactly. Um <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll bring in here uh, another element. This is really about the power of your environment. Like We forget about this easily. I take personal responsibility, thoughts, emotions, inner world, yes. But we are constantly being influenced and programmed by what's around us, whether mm. we want to or not. Mm. 
Jody Spencer speaks about this so immensely. It's like if you don't become greater than your environment, the environment becomes greater than you, right? Yeah. And so a big part of that is the people you surround yourself with. So how do people make you feel? If if there's a pattern that after visiting a person you typically feel doubt, confusion, a bit insecure, um, because of what somebody shared, usually they say it's for your best interest, but unwanted advice, for example, can, can do these type of things. If that's the effect that being around somebody has on your general energy levels, you shouldn't be around that person. It's very simple. And that's nothing against that person, yeah. but that's pure self-love, understanding that, for example, that if it's an hour, that if you would have spent that hour with another person who is there to support you, uplift you, encourage you, listen with no judgment and be there for you, you would have created infinite times actually more value right. in that conversation. So yeah. it's really about up upgrading the quality of your time and the quality of your people continuously. I, I love it. Yeah, beautiful. And why I love it is that it's so beautiful. I'm going to listen back to that, you sharing that again, just to reiterate that. And I'm also going to share it with the group of beings that I'm currently connecting to through through our community, the Be Love Tribe. So let's, uh, okay, so for you listening, you might have felt like we got distracted there from talking about Guyanet, but no, this is the basis of Guyanet. What Alex is uh, talking about here is really how we create the culture of these communities that are online. So let's like let's weave in. So just let's let's bring it into yeah, just you know, Guyanet now as the as the vision and the and and how we're rolling online, and then let's paint a little bit of the the greater vision a bit. Just to that, I think that's a nice way to to bring this in. Does that feel good? Yeah. Yeah, that feels not good. Good's, good's not a feeling. I know that everyone says "sai." You never say "good's a feeling," but does it? Does it feel um, as the yeah uh, a sense of um, uh, yeah joy to speak about Guyanet now in this way? Yeah, for sure. There's there's just one one additional thing uh, I would like to share. Yeah, it's something that's given me myself uh, huge huge value in this process of improving the quality of my environment. Oh yeah, who's on the Su- environment? Please, super simple. Two years ago when I got divorced and I knew now I'm going to rely more on friendships. First thing I did is I made a friend's top 50. A friend's top 50. Who are the seven people closest to me? Inner circle. Who are the 15 people in the circle around it? And who are the... It doesn't really matter if it's 50 or 60 or 40. Who are the 25 people after that? And I started to list those names. And that exercise really helped me understand the energy I feel with people, the the amount of information I share with people, which parts of my life somebody knows about. I felt the more complete that is, the more trusted I feel, the higher somebody ranks. And a lot of that has to do with non-judgment. <laughs> um, I started to see how I would meet new people and they would enter the top three out of, nof- out of nowhere. Some of them also suddenly disappearing, you know, into nowhere after a couple of months. Uh, old context being restored and suddenly providing lots of meaning growing and other contexts just slowly sinking down and me really understanding the contrast of hey what I have with this person is so much richer than with that person and although I see the potential of my relationship with them it's just not what it is right now so then I rather deepen the relationships with the people with who it's awesome you know I know when I have a conversation with you Simon it's always awesome Hmm, thank you. So, 
wh when deciding whether or not to be around somebody, I take this into consideration. Mm. It's not about whether I want to be with that person. It's also about who else I could be with in that time. And so becoming really um, selective, having high standards of who I, who I want around me. Also knowing that when I'm alo alone, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. please but this, is, but this is how you're shaping your environment. Exactly. Yeah. And so GaiaNet, as you said, is very much an extension of that. Um, in a way, it's a collection of the diamonds that we found on this path. Um, it's, it's a way to open the door for the people who identify as a spark of light, the people who want to live from their heart, want to put love into action, share their superpowers, um, come to serve the higher good instead of just their ego. Usually they're the black sheep in their environment. They're the crazy, crazy ones. Mm -hmm. The ones that, that their family and friends are concerned about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's no longer a valid support system. But once these sparks of light, the love tribe finds each other and connects with each other, yeah, that's where fireworks happens. Mm. That's where the creativity process goes uh, times 10, times 100. And so that is, in the essence, the function of GaiaNet, is to bring these new Earth co-creators together in a way where we see there's infinite growth, both on personal and professional level. And I know it because I experienced it personally, and so did Bart, so did Dan, and the other co-founders, the other GaiaNet people. Mm. Um, so that's what it's really about. Yeah. And, that, and it, Okay, and it started as... Let's give a little uh, context of it started because it did have an original name and then it kind of moved into the, the, the name Guyanet and then at the moment it's kind of a clo closed, uh, not closed, but a, a community of around 300, we have about three, no, 300, three, 350 members and through invitation only. Um, at the moment it's hosted on the Mighty Networks and through invitation we come in and then with Inside There, which has been an experimental for about nine months now, we're on now, nine, uh, a year, we're in the first year? Yeah, first, uh, first of September 2020 is uh, when we uh, went live. Exactly, so, so, and then it's been a, a laboratory as well of how to work we've had different ways of onboarding others and we've started to do certain um, events in there and creating some consistency and there's been now we're doing a, a give and ask fra uh, fractal or sharing circles however you want to do it, to build up the, the network around uh, new currencies and maybe maybe that would weave us in Alex just to paint a bit of the bigger picture of how we see Harmony Village, Cities of Light and living and living in alignment to these you know, new values, creating the environments we want. And, and I know we will talk about the new earth, that's something coming, but actually, as Alex has said today, it really, you know, there isn't going to be no, it's not about there being the utopia outside of us. It's about realizing the utopia is already here. And are you yeah. living the new earth inside of yourself? Because that's where it's birthed. And I mean, we've just had an experience of that here in Rebuild, you know, with the amount of diversity come together, different, different beings from all walks of life, you know, over 80 80 beings where we probably wouldn't necessarily connect with them in the outer world if we're just projecting onto them and judging them for who they are but when you're in this environment and we're living this village now um, that is really what's exciting me because it's not always like it's coming nothing's coming in the future as Alex has always pointed to today and 
you've heard me say many times, you know, the now is all we have. If we're constantly worried about where we're going to get to or some future, you know, thing that's going to happen in 20, 30 years, that also creates some sort of atrophy and some sense of like, oh, it's such hard work. How are we going to get there? Whereas actually it's here right now. And GaiaNet online is an example of that and offline. And then other uh, projects that are emerging like Rebuild and like the many other beings we've met here, right, Alex, in the last five days that have just got visions, land, they're doing it. It's already here. It's already here, and in, in many ways, you know, like I said, abundance is our birthright. It's why we're here, and it's already here, but what it's really about is about stripping all the bullshit, all the falsehood we still believe in that with, withholds us from seeing it. Mm. Um, mm, nice. That's the pause we, moment. We, we created a world of concepts and ideas. Companies, uh, regulations, uh, currency—they're they, all inventions of the mind. It's—it's right. it's not real reality. Um, a big, big part in this. For—for um, uh, for me, really, I understood it and I became better at it already. But a major leap was made when I had my first ayahuasca ceremony. Mm which was offered by one of the Guyanet co-founders for the founding team. So whoever's in a leadership team, I've done many team buildings in my life. This went many levels deeper. Beautiful. So meaningful to experience each other in this context, see, see all these deeper layers of each other. And what ayahuasca showed me is, gave me so much clarity and it helped me see through the bullshit, as I call it. Yeah. My biggest insight, if I read my notes, is like, it's almost all bullshit. Like 99.9% .9 of what we see, believe in, yeah. it's all yeah. bullshit. Yeah, and, and I just want to throw in a reframe on bullshit because I normally call it BS, right? We use the BS term and I call it belief systems, right? Because so much of it is false yeah. belief systems. So yeah. Please get yeah. it. Nice, 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 nice. So indeed, in, instead of moving towards um, abundance or new earth it's more about recognizing it's already there and letting go of of the falsehoods um, yeah and that's that's what i see happening here you know rebuild uh, not not festival rebuild no. rebuild week yeah Eight, 80 people 100 people five days passed and i feel intimately connected with 90% of them like yeah. like family connected yeah. some I don't even know their names yeah yeah you said something earlier in the other podcast we did recorded you said uh, <clears throat> that over that short short time we had the opportunity to fall in love with beings that you would not normally potentially fall in love with um, or you know open to which is amazing but um yeah I want to I want to finish off and I guess I just want to just paint the picture for the beautiful beings listening and if you're listening with us still thank you so much for being with us today and um, there's a lot here and you can you know feel free to ask questions and there's always links underneath the podcast to go and explore more but um yeah and just take what you can from this but i think that maybe it's nice to maybe just weave in um <clears throat> maybe the vision that you and dan and bart speak about a lot um of where where you kind of see the next phase of as you so beautifully said earlier of 
implementing the actions that are required in order to no longer, as Dan said to me a few times when I sent him some information, as I mentioned on our last call, when he's like, yeah, I can keep looking at more videos, but we know the narrative. We know the, we know where the, the, the problems are, if you will, and now all problems are just challenges. They're not actually problems. And in those challenges, we have the people, the resources, and the ability to implement solutions and action change, right? To make real conscious change, to position ourselves in places where we can live simply, abundantly, enjoy, in playfulness. And actually, it's not just, as you said earlier, a concept or an idea. It's, it's, it, and we are doing that. Right? We've just lived that. So you and exactly. I know that we can confidently say we live this lifestyle. And now what you're saying, or this is don't let me put words into your mouth, but is that we're now actually cultivating the environments that we want to nurture this this uh, this way of being yeah yeah it's about creating the right environments and making the right tools available in the right places um, it's about getting together with the people who understand this and living the new earth already together now because it's only through the embodiment and being it that we can be that example and show that different direction for humanity because when people only know one way to live and do things even though they feel uh, there's a the need for change if you don't have an example of what it looks exactly. like it's going to be very difficult exactly so by the way we interact the way we communicate we inspire others because we are already living that new earth yes. and now we're living that new earth still in an environment that is old paradigm and so it's our priority to create a new paradigm environment and where we have GaiaNet as the online platform, the knowledge network for New Earth co-creators, the people who are actually doing it. Some of them are project leaders and some of them are people who recently woke up, made a switch and said, I want to contribute. Exactly. Great. Come to GaiaNet, tell us what you're great at, tell us what you're passionate about. Tell us what your superpowers are. We'll connect you to several or more how, how many you want people who are working on your dream topic doing it and need you to contribute mm. um, so that's it GaiaNet we have as a, so, as a virtual network where we are location independent we can connect on Zoom on Mighty Networks on one-on-one -on -one calls um, you know the platform is just one of the channels what it's really about is it's almost like an I see guy in it almost like an umbilical cord, an invisible cord into th in that ties us as a person to, to each other through this virtual home. Mm. And although all that is great and the knowledge and connection, spending time together, the real purpose is to create this new world. Community type society, regenerative civilization, we know that is the way to go, that's obvious. All the models are there, technologies are there. And so with Harmony Village and with the light cities, we have concrete projects that are now in motion where we can take all that knowledge and insight and put it into practice, create spaces where we can live, experience it, uh, and of course, enable others to create similar spaces. The beauty in this paradigm is that everything is open source, everything can be shared, you know, we don't want to possess an idea. And there's no, we don't believe in intellectual property, you know, by making all ideas free, we open the doors for others. But first, we need this environment for ourselves so that when we have the need to be together or be surrounded and by inspiring people, we actually have that place to go to. And 
This will accelerate this whole exactly. new Earth creation process with a factor three, five, ten. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like the fuel. It's a generator. It's a hub of uh, of energy and inspiration. So let's just share that there's a um, so that in Brazil is now where the kind of uh, cultivation of the I don't know if we even I don't even really want to call it a prototype it's where you want to start building and and that's actually in process right there's a there's a there's a little start of a building of a community there yeah for sure we uh, we visited many pieces of land we uh, chose one piece of land that we now have a verbal agreement with the owner we're still looking at some legal things building teams uh, around this so things are in motion we're working out uh, you know interesting part is you just mentioned we or what was it in the other podcast episode like this is not about creating another eco village or another hippie community this is about some kind of next level hippie stuff called integrated hippies or high-tech hippies or hypies <laughs> <laughs> interesting um, i haven't heard these terms i like it. it it's about bringing science and spirituality together in in one integrated system it's about also honoring the business side of this beautiful thing we're doing and by business i don't mean earning profits i mean creating healthy also healthy financial models mm -hmm. healthy systems that make these projects uh, like long-term stable yeah possible so much of it is in newer and, new, and also new earth currencies right new ways of circulating money creating our own tokenization and then weaving in with certain the new kind of yeah new currencies that are emerging and blockchain systems and all these different things that i'm kind of just yeah at the very early stages of trying to grasp <laughs> the good thing is there's people in the network who have amazing knowledge about it exactly. so when you really want to understand it better all you need to do is reach out explain you what you would like to learn yeah. and after one zoom call yeah you know it's and actually this is another thing i want to dro drop in and that's what i my, my experience of guy net has been is just this instant instant connection to great minds and innov innovative uh uh yeah minds and entrepreneurial uh beings that are in there that you've cultivated and i've only had a couple of connections but for example i had a human design reading recently from narek who's a beautiful being who's also created many different things a whole new social platform and and you know real beautiful beings that just show up and it's like we know each other and like we, you know and this yeah. happens this happens from our naked retreat and happens in the be love community as well but it's so enriching to see it happening you know somewhere where i've come into i'm kind of creating this space and people come on a retreat and then these people that have been on one retreat meet others that have been on another retreat and they say wow we came together and it was like we've known each other for a long time and all they've done is actually just been on a retreat right autonomously but coming together they feel like wow i can just drop straight into depth and trust and love with you and that's what i feel in the guy in it you know i'm, I'm actually have a call scheduled with another beautiful being who just uh, joined and he's actually a marketing wizard and a number of other things and I'm like how oh, can we meet and he's like he's just yes instantly it's not a, yeah. it's not a like no who are you whatever the fact that I'm in Guyanet and in that circle it's a yes because we know that he's going to benefit from meeting me and I'm going to benefit from meeting him and that for me is the new that's the new current currency and I people have heard me probably say this many times too but community is the new currency because that's where we come together and be team love and and and, and really make great change there's this book by Stephen Covey Jr. called The Speed of Trust that really stuck with me. It's it's about how fast you can accomplish things when you trust each other. Mm, exactly. You don't need lawyers to make agreements. Yeah. Can you imagine how much time that saves? Right. Just one simple example. Right. 
And so in Guyana, the way we set up the, 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 the process of entering, we designed it to build high levels, extremely high levels of trust between people who are maybe in two opposite places on earth. Yeah. Um, there's of course the fact that it's invite only. So somebody on the inside who know who it is, who know who we're looking for, hard driven, action oriented, etc. Um, shows that um, the people inside can be trusted because exactly. it's, it's invite only. And if there's an issue, we can always talk to someone. Hey, they came through you. Can you have a conversation? Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's Sec- perfect. Uh, and the second big element is the initiation. You know, we ask people to go through a certain set of steps and that includes an initiation event where we go deep into the deeper mission, the soul mission of what we're doing. And everybody who resonates with that is in knowing that the others who are in also resonate with it and keep showing up yeah so which is a vital point actually yeah i didn't do that i didn't do that on my community it's slightly differently laid out but that's definitely been created having that process because also it sorts out the wheat from the chaff those who are really committed and are going to learn the platform and show up and and give and contribute yeah because there's another thing dan said as well we're not looking for more passive um, which I, ca- I sometimes use this term that you know love is all about what can I give not what can I get and so often in these platforms it's like we're going there with the intention of what can I get whereas Guyanet and what I'm also wanting to birth through with the Be Love tribe is you know what can I give how can I sharpen share my gifts not just promote other people but who am I and what do I have to offer because everybody has something unique to offer beautiful so I want to wrap it up because we, this is a nice a nice time we're coming in at an hour and a half and I love that and it's you know I know we could speak about so many different things so how would you yeah how would you like to wrap it up of course please share there will be links under the podcast with you know and I'd also like if we remember it'd be nice to put the links to the books that you've shared as well because I think there's many people that listen to the podcast that love to to read um and yeah how yeah is there anything that you feel just needs to be shared about Guy Ned and also how would you like to to wrap up today's yeah, I mean, the main uh, thing to share is uh, there's work to be done and we need help. Um, everybody has their unique talents, contribution to this to this world. And so I'm inviting everyone listening to really tune in, look at your life 168 hours per week and ask yourself, do you invest your energy in projects, organizations, people that work towards a regenerative world? or towards an extractive world. That's the first thing. And second is how can you make a shift to invest more of your time into a regenerative world? I understand maybe you have a job, mouths to feed, rent to pay, so you need to work for a commercial company just for that. But if that's the case, I invite you to at least become aware of it and understand that you are contributing to the destruction of the planet and humanity in that way and so it is a priority to create a strategy to be free from that beautiful and, and guy that's, that's that's beautiful that's really key because it's not to shame you and blame you and say you're doing wrong but just to like take ownership and radical responsibility that our actions and our thoughts and our words are impacting the whole if, if you're a bookkeeper for shell you're destroying the world that's you're you're yeah you're part of that team that's doing that so that's very simple now i understand uh, how all of that happens there's no judgment in it but there there's awareness to it 
And so GaiaNet, GaiaNet.Earth is the website. That is your way to start making that shift. But only show up if you feel the calling in your heart. Mm. Only show up if you see that you have some space available to contribute. So that our energy invested in you is also a good investment of our energy. Mm. Because if you're not taking action with it, I could have better spent my time with someone else who would. Because then there's a ripple effect to my time investment. Beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. How do you feel? I feel good. It's not a feeling, but I let you have it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay. I just uh, want to say this to people listening. Good, good. The definition of good in the dictionary means to be approved of. And so good, we use the word good a lot and it's beautiful. And, 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 and I just always like to invite a, just a, a drop into a feeling, that's all. Well, well, to answer your question honestly... Um, Always honestly, I, you I, know that. I, well, <laughs> by the speed by which I answered, I know it wasn't an honest answer. Because how can you answer the question, how do you feel so fast, without taking a few seconds to tune in... I love that. ...to that, your inner yeah, verse. Yeah, so let's do that. So this was mental, because I feel there's some time pressure to close the podcast. Is there something still to share? So my mind is like racing through all the directories and the book. Like, what do I want to mention? What do amazing. I want to mention? Okay, that's so amazing. And isn't it beautiful that we drop into that because it's all about transparency. So let's just take a moment to pause again and let's breathe and make sure that in this beautiful opportunity that me and you are together, that we can actually close this podcast in a way that we feel feels complete as this first chapter of you and I being together. And maybe we can just do that two rounds again of the breathing in through the mouth, out the mouth, and in through the nose, out the nose. Before you speak, I just want to voice that, yeah, I created some of that um, anxiety or force of speed because I was noticing the time and feeling the wind and the environment and thoroughly enjoying this dance. And at times I sometimes think, oh, if I go longer than 90 minutes, sometimes people might not listen and there's a little bit of doubt that comes in. So I also want to erase that. If, if there's something else that needs to be shared, this is the open space for that. So yeah, I just want to bring that ease into this, uh, this container that we're creating. I appreciate that. Yeah. I do feel complete. I feel we touched upon all major subjects. I shared. <laughs> I think there's a lot of value in here. So that's the mental element to, to close off this. Like what else would you like to share? How I feel when I really tune in, most of all deep sense of gratitude I find. To be recording such a high quality conversation with such a high quality person for high quality people listening it's a dream for me i find myself here in a spot that is among the best best case scenarios i imagined the moment i decided to divorce because i felt there was something more 
So the richness of this experience, the quality of our conversation and the quality of all our interactions we've had this week and before just leaves a huge sense of uh, gratitude and appreciation. Mm. And I got tingles, my hands are on end, all the way up, both arms. And I just I have almost a tear in my eye and a, and a great love for you, brother. Yeah. Because Yeah, and there's a sadness, this is a sadness of joy, this is tears of joy. It's not sadness, it's tears of joy, not sadness at all, of what you, Dan and Bart, have also brought into my world. Because what you've envisioned was something that I felt, but wasn't fully able to say, ah, oh, this is how it can happen, you know. But sometimes uh, almost a stress in my body of like, yeah, I know there's something else. So, so in this moment, I'm also deeply grateful to Caroline Zietler, who I know you you met, and she yeah. was part of the kind of beginning. Who said to me, yeah, you guys, you need to meet these guys. You know, you need to meet them, and you need to be involved in Guyanet. And she plugged me into Guyanet, and um, and uh, you know, and I hung out in there for a little while, just like kind of like you know, lingering around as you do. It takes a bit of time to trans, you know, to change, even for us who love change and we're change chasers. And then you know, slowly meeting you and feeling your vibration and the playfulness and how so open-heartedly you welcomed me into the space. And then of course Dan and and Bart. And now I feel a deep sense of brotherhood with the three with the three of you. And uh, yeah, so I feel deeply grateful too. Yeah. yeah. So it's so beautiful all yeah. of this, you know. Yeah. And the energy you bring adds to the network. The way you facilitate those meetings, you know, there's just life, light, fun, <laughs> and that. And that again is great for the guy and that members. And we all put in our piece of magic, and the network becomes richer and richer and richer. So you know, in the same way that you couldn't be here now without us in that way, we would have nothing without you coming to show up feeling the mission and bringing your best every time mm. so amazing <laughs> big big thank you and so much love yeah so much wow. love wow wow <laughs> and I keep thinking back of the silent disco like two <laughs> nights ago you know <laughs> you and I was wild <laughs> seeing your, your dance go nuts you know it's also it's like the complete package <laughs> yes I think I can't remember who it was, Mo or somebody after. It's like, eh, you and Alex, crazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we were vibing. So much energy. Yeah, meeting in the dance. That was so beautiful. So there you go, everybody. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear how that's uh, flowed for you. Thank you for listening. And um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, share this podcast. If, you, if this has inspired you, share this with your friends. Share this with you know, whoever, you know, play it, listen, take some nuggets from here. There's been so many, um, yeah, it's for me being super inspiring to listen to you, Alex, as well, because I've got to know you even, you know, I know we've had a few chats, but I feel the fact that we come together and got the opportunity to be this time now um, in these, these moments um, and, and not to rush the ending because I don't want to rush my time with you because it's precious. And so thank you so much and thank you for everybody listening as always. I know I've said it multiple times, but as Alex just said, with me being part of the contribution of that, you are part of this 
podcast you are you are listening your presence and your ears are also in with us completely right now whether you're listening to it after we recorded or not because you gave your time your precious time to listen to me and Alex and to hear what we want to share and to take that and maybe become part of what we're doing or be inspired to create something similar in your circles in your networks and in, in what you're doing and that's how we are all one and that's how we're all interconnected and that's how we create the environments that we want to be in so Thank you, thank you, thank you. Aho to that. That is truth <laughs> right there. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely, and for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful. And you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. You can also join our online community at thebelovetribe.com. This is where we get to be a little bit more intimate, share our gifts and practice what it means to be love. This is our time to 